0: You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's pray before we jump into this. Father, I thank you for your word. We don't take it lightly. We know that it is alive. We know that it is active. We know that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide us to our very core. It's able to take things in our lives that we have set up as truths and said, nope, this is the way it is. And all of a sudden, your word comes in by the power of the Holy Spirit in your word, and it just breaks those things, breaks those things off and shows us a pattern of life. And Father, I pray that today that our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and that our knees are weak. Why? So that when you begin to deal with this and we need to repent, Father, that we would not push back that we would be so, so pliable and just say, Father, have your way, have your way, because I know that you even discipline unto life. I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that you that you don't leave me in my sin. You don't leave me in my destruction. You, you give me ways and patterns of life, and, and I, I commit to hearing them, seeing them, and then doing them today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right. So today, what, we're, what are we going to be talking about? Simply this. I'm going to give you a... Uh, Uh, some tools today, not like we don't do that every single Sunday. You understand, I've told you this a thousand times, I'll tell you a thousand and one, my job in this house, my job, I don't maximize my job, I don't minimize my job, but my job in this house is to present the Word of God to you, not to make you cry, laugh, be excited, wow you. My job is to present the gospel to you so that you can see life and do it in such a way that you can take something not only just for yourself, but then teach other people people, right? Because if you can't apply it, that's a failing. And then if you can't teach it, that's also a failing. So we're going to try to make this as simple as possible. So we're going to try to take some patterns here that will actually give us some tools on how to walk it out, not just for you, Corey, but somebody around you, Okay. And what I want to talk about is a tool to stay connected. Can we be honest and transparent just for a second? How many of you have ever struggled between Sunday to Sunday to feel that 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 kind of that feeling of being connected with the Creator? Has there ever been a struggle with that? No, no. Raise raise your hands up. Let everybody see. I'm not going to raise my hand. No, no. Raise your hand real high. Now, everybody, look around. It's common to man. Right? It's not just you. I don't raise your hands to, to to pick on you. I raise your hands so that you realize it's common to man. That it is a struggle, that, that that there is a sense because life kicks in, right? How many of you get busy starting at 12:30 at when church ends? There are things to do. How many of you have laundry to do right now? Right? Huh? There, there are chores to be done. There's yard work to be done. By the way, you should see my yard right now. It's unbelievable. I have worked. I have worked I, my tail. I used to have a tail. I don't have a tail anymore. I worked that thing straight off. It is amazing, and there's mulch, and there's prettiness, and, and I mean, it's, oh, it's unbelievable. You should swing by and see it. I just, I literally, I looked like a crazy person yesterday, because I literally just found myself, I stood there for like 15 minutes just staring at it, and then I just did, I just come inside, I said, come out here, and look, look at this, look at what we have done. Oh, It's great. It's great. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Does any other, hold on, wives, do any of your husbands ever just have you come out to look at what they've done? Anybody? Is that just my household? Okay, I'm just making sure. All right. But I want to give us some tools because I feel like it's a struggle. And listen, I'm a man of the cloth, right? And it is a struggle for me between Sunday to Sunday, there is that sense because I have boys in my house and I've got a life that I love and we've got things going on and there's things to be done and there's chores and there's robes to be hung up, right? And shoes to be put back. There's all kinds of things going on in my house. And so things take over. And so what happens is, is I can find that there is a disconnect even when I am in the word, even when I feel like there's prayer, but I, I feel like there is a disconnect. And then I show back up on Sunday and it's like, oh, I worship a little bit. I get that back, and I feel like, okay, man, I'm connected. Is that just me? Or is it anybody else? Raise your hand again. Come on, we're going to work that thing out. All right, good. Well, what I want to do is give us a tool today that is going to help us, I believe, stay connected. I want to talk about that when when we begin to miss the miracle in our lives, this is the beginning of us being disconnected with God. So let's go to Numbers real quick. Where did I tell you to go? Huh? Where? I'm sure that'll work. Numbers chapter 11, let's just pick it up there. This literally sounds like what I'm about to read to you. It literally sounds like a a Wednesday night at my dinner table, right? And it says this in Numbers chapter 11, starting in verse 1. We'll just read it. It says, now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, it, 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 I'm sorry, when they heard him, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. That's a bummer to live on the outskirts, man. That's, you don't want to live on the outskirts. That's just, that preaches right there. Live in the middle of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called it's something in in in, in, in Greek and then it's in, in um, Hebrew, and it says, but because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now listen to this in verse 4, it says this the rabble with them began to crave other food. Now again, we know they've been given what? Anybody know what's going on here? They've just left, they're in the Exodus, right? They're walking. What have they been given to eat? Anybody? Come on, you've seen the movie. They've been given manna, right? Right? Disney did a great job with this thing. And they've been given manna to eat, but something begins to happen. The rabble of them begin to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also, the cucumbers and melons and leeks. I don't even know what a leek is and onions, and garlic, but now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. All of a sudden, they begin to complain, and this manna was a miracle, right? Remember, they did not have, and God said, okay, I will provide, and I will do it supernaturally, right? Do you guys know this story? This is felt board stuff, right? My five, my nine-year-old could teach this, right? I always say five-year-old. He ain't five anymore. He's nine. Where has time gone? Cats in the cradle and the silver. Anyway. I'm uh, going to go there. Elijah. Oh. <laughs> But we know this miracle, right? We know this miracle of manna. And then all of a sudden, they're eating this. And then all of a sudden, they've eaten it, and they've eaten it, and they've eaten it. And all of a sudden, they've grown tired of this. They begin to do what about the miracle? They begin to complain. They begin to take the miracle for granted. And when they begin to take the miracle from granted, their heart is no longer turned to that which provided the miracle. Now, are you follow me on this? So, when we miss the miracle, when we miss and, and we skip over the miracle that is happening in our lives, that is a thing that disconnects us from the one that provided the miracle in our lives. Okay? Now, I know most of you would say, well, listen, if that was me, if I had manna every day, right? Uh, And I don't know if that fits into the keto diet, but if I had manna every day, I would worship him, man. I would be like, thank you for the manna. I'm good with the manna. The manna is great. You are amazing. Manna provider. That would be me. But the reality of it is, it is human nature that when we have had something, because of our sin nature, and we like change, and we want stuff, and our flesh desires things, we want something new, we want something else, right? How, parents, let me ask you this. Have, what's the meal in your household? And just yell it out. What's the meal in your household that your kids were like, huh, again? Anybody? What is it? Spaghetti. spaghetti? Huh? What did you say, crew? Spaghetti? Did you say Spaghetti? Yeah. Right? What else? What's another meal in your household? Anybody have a meal that they're just like, oh, now you, now maybe this only applies to our house because we only make four different meals. Because we're, we're, I'm just, hey, 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 hey. I love, it's five meals. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It's five meals. We have a rotation of five. But how many of you have something you're like, oh, not again. Come on, just yell it out. We've got spaghetti. What else? Huh? Spaghetti? Is it, is it everybody's spaghetti? Is that the thing? Is that the move? Is that the stuff that, that parents provide? And now, can I ask you this, parents? When you have provided that meal for them, and you've looked at them, and you've, and you've paid for how many of you did your kids pay for that spaghetti? Anybody? Did mom and dad say, did any of your kids say, mom, dad, hey, here, here's a 20. Let me take care of the ground beef and the spaghetti and the sauce. Uh, And by the way, you know, like when you make the spaghetti and then you make the meat, how many of you pour the sauce in the spaghetti or over the spaghetti? How many of you, raise your hand if it's in and then you mix it up. Raise your hand. How many of you just make a plate of spaghetti with some meat and then pour it over? I'm sorry, you're not going to make heaven. You really should look at this. No, that, that's like a biblical. that's a biblical sin. No, you mix it in, man. Notice this mixing over the top. No, it should be mixed in. Listen, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not saying thats. Screw, I can't, I'm not saying I've got chapter and verse for that, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be one of the questions when you get there. He's just going to be like, "Listen, did you believe in my son, or did you mix it all in? I'm just asking or maybe he just separates heaven right right like that's like like this side of the mansions you guys are the mixers you guys are the non mixers right the houses of the mixers much nicer much nicer <laughs> i want to live on that side of the street i'm just saying i'm not saying that this is biblical we'll edit all of this stuff out later all right but listen to me when your kids complain about that when your com- kids complain about that and it's going to happen and they begin to say, oh, not again. Give me something else. Here's what begins to happen. Let's start making this practical here, all right? Because I really want to really dig into this and give us some practical stuff because I, I think that this is something that is, that's legitimately going to help us. When your kids begin to complain about that or you find yourself complaining about that, what you do is you forget the fact, you forget about the table that you're sitting at. Right, The kids forget about the table that they didn't pay for, the house that they didn't pay for that they're sitting in, the refrigerator that kept the ground beef cold, the the cupboard that had right the spaghetti sauce in it, the noodles that were purchased at the store that they didn't pay for. It all of a sudden, there is a disconnect from all of those other things when I begin to complain about that which I don't want anymore because I've minimized now the miracle that's in front of me. Are Are you following me on these? See, when you eat at somebody else's house, if you are a child, and most of us were childs at one point, if you ever ate at somebody else's house and you do not provide for that, you did not pay for that, then, then you had to be, there should be a connection of thankfulness to that which would provide it for you, right? Whether it is, whether it is uh, my children to me, whether the, how many of you have ever gone to somebody else's house to eat and they provided for you for a great meal, right? And they didn't ask you for any money, they didn't ask you for anything, they prepared everything, Right? How many of you know that, there, that, that, that that's a feeling of being connected? Like you understand, you know what went into that. You know what it costs to do to provide that, the time that it took to do that, the house that you are sitting in, the air conditioner that's going to keep you cool while you're waiting for the meal that you did not provide. No, 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 are you tracking with me on this? What I'm saying is, is when we begin to minimize the very meal that we're eating, we say, oh, not again. That is something that the enemy uses to disconnect us from that which is being provided for us on a regular basis. Are you following me on this? Now, I know what you're saying. Oh, Pastor Chris, I don't have... You know, I'm waiting. If I had miracles in my life on a daily basis, man, I would, I would just see what I would never feel disconnected. I would never feel disconnected from the King of Kings and the Creator of the universe if I just had miracles in my life on a daily basis. I am so glad that you feel that way because I am here to tell you that you operate right now as a child of God in miracles on an every single moment by moment basis. And I'm here to prove it to you. So let's look at this. So what is the miracle that you walk in? What are the miracles that you walk in right now every day that we have minimized, which is a part of why we disconnect from the creator? Well, I'll tell you, grace and mercy. Let me say that again. His goodness or his grace, interchangeable, and his mercy. And what I think probably happened is, is even when I said that, some of us went, ugh not again. Give me something else. I I need another miracle to talk about. If you gave me something fancier, like a blind eye uh, uh, opened up, or maybe a a deaf ear opened, or my body healed, or if you provided amazing provision for me every day, maybe I I would stay connected to you all the time. But the reality of it is, is he says that we operate as a child of God. The position that we are in right now We are operating in the miracle every single day of his grace and his mercy. Now, let's dig this out. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Because we need to define this and we need to see how these miracles that we minimize and we kind of dismiss... And we go, give me something else to, to, to worship you about. Give me something else to connect myself to you. Give me something else that's greater than grace and mercy. Because I've heard those words from the beginning of the time that I've been in church, right? When I say grace and mercy, most of us, it rolls over us and it takes our eyeballs with it, right? Meaning it just it's like, okay, here we go. Another message on grace and mercy. Got that one, right? We just It just rolls over us. But yet when you see it in the, the scope of what the Word says and how even Jesus defines grace and mercy and how he defines those miracles, manna becomes very minimal. The miracle of manna, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea, the miracle of Peter walking on water, the, all of those miracles fall in comparison. They they perish in comparison to the miracle that he says is grace and mercy. So let's define it just, just for those that are note takers, let's just let me just give you a definition to kind of to kind of go off of. Mercy let's just do this. Mercy is quite simply withholding a punishment that is deserved or some terrible thing that someone could inflict upon you. Meaning this, mercy is not getting that which you deserve. Track with me on that? How many of you, when you look at the, 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 and we'll look in this, but you know that prior to Christ, that, that, that there are sins in our life that, that cause us to be separated from him, that I, I definitely owed a debt on those things. Anybody? Anybody? I'll wait till all hands are in the air. I have nothing else to do there we go. I haven't seen everybody. Because I've met most of you, and I know there's sin in your life, or there has been sin in your life. I know your stories, right? And you know mine. We operate, mercy is not receiving the punishment or the just due for something that is deserved. Tracking me on that? All right, now let's look at this. Grace is a much larger concept. It really is. Grace does kind of consume a couple of things. It it encompasses not just the withholding of a very bad thing that is deserved, but it is also giving good that is not deserved. Meaning grace is me giving you, mercy is me holding back from you that which you deserve that I have the right to do to you. Grace is me giving you something that you didn't deserve, couldn't earn, and I'm going to give it to you even though you deserve it. Does that make sense? Huh? Everybody good with that? All right. So now let's look at this and let's look at this in the light of scripture and the weight of this in scripture. So Ephesians, where did I tell you to go? Ephesians chapter two, we'll just start there. It says this in verse four. It says, but because of his great love, underline that because of his great love for us, there's that that that, that uh, grace aspect. God, who is rich in mercy, you need to understand this. He does. He is not being merciful. He is not being gracious. This is his makeup. Are you following me on this? God is not becoming. God does not choose to be merciful on you or gracious to you as if it is outside of himself. It is who he is, so he is enacting in his nature towards you. No, 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 that's good news, right? The reason that's good news is, is because if I'm nice to you and I'm not normally nice, there's a potential for me to stop being nice, Right? Like, you might push so far where I just go, forget it, and I punch you in the throat. Right? But what I'm saying is, but if that's not in my nature, then you never have to worry that I'm not going to operate in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's good news. This is who he is. It says in verse 5, made us, uh, or I'm sorry, who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Again, there's that mercy. We were dead in transgressions, and we know we're not going to dig this out. We know that transgressions deserved payment, meaning if there is a debt, it has to be what? Paid. And it's a rightful debt, meaning we deserve that debt. We deserve what's coming to us because we are in these transgressions. But then it says, it is by grace... You have been saved, meaning his love for us, his grace. He gives us something that we don't deserve. His grace is how we are saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. This is a gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, you don't have to go there, but it says that while we were yet still sinners, he did what? He died for us. So, so I need you to see this real quick. I'm trying to give you something that maybe we have so softened, and we've, so, we've heard it so often. We talked about the grace and the mercy of God so much that it just becomes that taste of manna in our mouth. Does that make sense? Yeah. That taste of manna that it's just another day of manna, it's just another day of manna, it's just another day of manna. Man, I'd really like something else. But the reality of it is that your salvation relies on the miracle of grace and mercy. And that's a daily thing. Not only does your salvation rely on the mercy of God because there were transgressions in your life that had a debt that had to be paid that you couldn't afford. And he said, I'll take care of that by the miracle uh, uh, of making himself the sacrifice of what you deserve. So that's his mercy. That's the miracle. And that's a miracle that I live under on a daily basis his mercy, but then I also now, because of his great love for me, I now also live in his grace, meaning now I have not, I have been taken away from something that I deserve, which was the payment that he paid for me on the cross, but then I've also been given back in return that which is life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. No, 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 follow me on this, meaning this, meaning the gifts that God's, how many of you think that, man, I, I have a gift and I feel like it's a God-given gift. There are things that God has given me that I believe that God's ordained and he's put there. Yeah, raise your hand. All of you have. Everybody here, not, you're not waiting for a gift. He's given it to you. Maybe you're not acting on it. Maybe you're not acting in it, but it's there. It is there. So even in that, then God, follow me on this. Follow me on this. There is a miracle that you live on a daily basis that if you're living in that, like if you're operating in that, if God's put a calling on your life, which he's called all of you, and you're operating in that and actively being in that, that's the the miracle. That's that manna miracle of grace every single day. You know that miracle that that all of a sudden that compassion that God gave you, why? Because you started to forgive those like he forgave you and now you're walking in a love that you used to not have towards other people that is a miracle of grace that you are walking in every day. Every day that you love your family that does not deserve to be loved. Every day that you reach out to those that do not deserve to be reached out to. Why? Not because you've got some moral high ground, but because of what he's invested in you. That's the miracle of grace. And what disconnects us is when we minimize that miracle or when we kind of kind of push it aside or we eat it every day and we just go, oh, it's just manna again. It's just manna. Well, the second I just say, well, it's just grace or it's just mercy. Yeah, I know I lived in it yesterday, but I know I'm living in it today. I know that that, that I have been given grace that when I fall and stumble, he's given me a way back through repentance. I know I had that yesterday and I know I had it today. Oh, it's just manna. If I had something else, if you could do something else, if you could stop the sun in the sky, man, I would feel connected to you. If you could make me walk on water, I would feel so much more connected to you. If you could let me see blind eyes open or deaf ears open or, or make provision and ravens bring in money, man, I'd feel more connected to you boy we begin to sound like complaining Israelites we began to sound like people that have, that have been eating a miracle that sustained them not just sustained them but that it's been more than enough for them on a daily basis and we've just gone used to the taste and maybe one of the reasons we feel disconnected is, is because we don't wake up on a daily basis and recognize the miracle that just showed up outside our door right? I mean, you got to think about it, man. These guys woke up every day, didn't earn it, didn't deserve it, and they walked out every day, and there was a miracle waiting for them to sustain them for that day. And because they turned it into something that just become daily, and it's just, uh, I know, it was there yesterday. It'll be there tomorrow. I know. It's in his nature. It's in his character to, to do that. Yeah, I know. I know all that. All of a sudden that puts a wedge in between me and that, in between me and him that provides that miracle that's there for us every day. See, we always think that it's some wicked sin, and so it's some sin that drags us off into the darkness of the ages, right? And and oh, and they're probably out backslidden, and oh, and they're back into the life of sin, and oh, they're back in there. It's very possible that you as a believer are not getting into any of that. It's very possible that you've just missed the fact that he has provided manna for you every single day and you've gone used to it. You've gone used to it and you've just gone, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll show up on Sunday and he'll give me something else. Maybe I'll show up on Sunday and they'll sing my favorite song and I'll get that feeling back and that'll make me really feel connected. No, I'm telling you and I'm reminding you and giving you a tool here that you can stay connected, but the way you stay connected is to not minimize the miracle that he presents to you on a daily basis and that your very salvation relies on. Also, how self-righteous of us to minimize the fact, think about this just for a second. We know, and all of us, if I asked every single one of you here, a guy could say, Did you earn your own salvation? Did you work for it? Did you do anything? Were you good enough for him? Most of every single one of them, if you've been in this church long enough, would know the word and say, you know what? I couldn't have earned it. I couldn't have done anything. I couldn't have bought it. I couldn't have done. You would know all of that. And you know that every single day that you're on this earth, every single day is being held together by the grace and the mercy of God. But how self-righteous of us to ever get into a place where we're just like, eh, not that big a deal. No, I mean, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, think about that. It's one thing to minimize a meal. It's another thing to minimize the miracle of our salvation and the miracle of what we walk in daily. Right. My goodness. I mean, it's one thing for them to just be put off of the fact that they don't want to eat like some form of bread again. It's us to be put off. My goodness, how much more should, should it be for us that we're like, wait a second, I, I'm dismissing the miracle of salvation? I'm missing the miracle of grace and I'm being disconnected from that, which is the one that gives me the miracle. And that's the reason, man. So what do we do then? Well, we wake up every day and we look at our lives and we look every day and we go, man, I am so thankful for your mercy. I am so thankful. I don't need a church service. I don't need heads bowed and eyes closed or B3 playing and church and people running around or worship. I don't need any of that. I wake up, and even if it was the same as yesterday, it is still the most amazing miracle that has ever been done on this planet, and I am the beneficiary of it. And so I wake up every day and say, Father, thank you, <laughs> thank you for your mercy. Thank you that I am not getting what I deserve. Thank you that you don't operate in fairness. (laughs) Right? I'm so glad that God doesn't deal with me being fair. I'm so thankful for that. Because if it was fair, I couldn't deserve, I didn't deserve his mercy. Father, thank you for for operating in mercy with me. Thank you that you didn't decide it and that you're going to turn it off tomorrow. I'm thankful that that's in your character and it will remain. That that same provision of mercy you provided for me today and that you provided for me yesterday is going to be there tomorrow. But I ain't going to miss it. Oh, and Father, thank you for every gift that I walk in. Everything that I walk in, whether it's a strength, whether it's a new way of thinking, thank you that it was put there by grace. Thank you that it was invested in me by grace. Thank you that I I think the way I do if it's a pattern of heaven. Thank you that I think that way because it was given to me by grace. See, when we do that and we maximize those miracles and we maximize that very miracle that we live in every day, boy, there's no way to be disconnected from from the one that provided it. If every time I make spaghetti, my sons just said, Dad, man, I'm so thankful for this spaghetti. I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for the house that it, I get to eat it in. I'm so thankful that you work a job that provided for it. I'm so thankful that, that you took the time to provide. I'm getting, you should be writing this down, young man. <laughs> I'm so that You know what? They're never going to be disconnected from understanding what I've provided for them. And they'll never become selfish in their actions. Are you tracking me on this? Does this help anybody? I know it's simple stuff. And listen, I know, I know, I'm, I, I know it's, a ter- it's a terrifying thing to stand before you and go, oh, let's talk about grace and mercy because everybody just goes, mm-hmm. right? We do. We just turn off because we've heard it. But that should be kind of our, our measuring stick of like, wait a second, maybe that's that Israelite coming out of me and maybe that's me going, oh, it's just manna again. So listen, today, if repentance has to come, let's just do this. Let's just kind of bow our heads for a moment. Let's just bow our heads for a moment because I would be lying. I would be, I know in my own life, I've, I've had to repent of this. And so I, I wanna give you a moment and I don't wanna lead you in this, but if there are things that you need to repent of, if you say, you know what, I need to repent, I need to repent of minimizing that, just go before him right now. Don't wait for something else. Don't wait for in your car or tonight. Just say, Father, I'm sorry, I've minimized the miracle that you've given me and that's disconnected me from you. Come on, just pray that just for a moment. Because my goodness, what a great way to, 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 to start and then even to step into taking communion. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of him. Do this in remembrance of the grace and the mercy that he gives us on a daily basis through his life, through his death, and through his resurrection. My goodness, what a great way to start the process of taking communion. So let's do this. Let's get communion elements together. peeling of plastic. It's the same sound it sounded like in the book of Acts. when They all gathered to take communion. Plastic was peeled back. Little cups were passed around, right? Little wafers that we don't know what they are, but it's okay. But let's just do this. Let's just take communion together. Come on, this should be a good day for this, right? right? We don't take communion with our heads bowed and anguish like it's, we're at a funeral march. Man, this is like a good thing. Like I, I should, like this should make you happy. I do this in remembrance of him and I'm reminded today that I live and breathe and my very existence and my very soul is attached to the miracle that this represents, grace and mercy. So come on, let's take communion together today. Father, we're thankful today. Come on, let's do this. Let's stand to our feet. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to send this out into a great Sunday to be reminded of the goodness of God, the grace, the mercy of God. Come on. Can we just do this? Can we just lift our hands? We just lift our hands. Come on, just lift our hands just to them. This is a great position to be in. This is that, this is that position of, if I had it on my own, I wouldn't be reaching up to you. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know what I'm saying? This is that, yep, I don't got it, but I'm reaching out to that that does. So let me just pray for us. Father God, I thank you. That we would be reminded, that we would be reminded on a daily basis of your grace and the mercy and the miracle that we live in. And that that would explode on the inside. We wouldn't need church to come again on Wednesday night or Sunday night. But we would need an experience because we know there is no greater experience than the miracle that I'm a part of right now. I thank you for it. I thank you that that is drawing the hearts of creation back to the creator right now in the name of Jesus. Father, this house, we honor you. Father, this house, we choose to serve you. Father, this house, we we recognize your position in our life. We're thankful for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Huh? It's a good day, isn't it? Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 9400 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.